Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're off and running here in Las Vegas on Radio Row. Thanks to our friends at Papa Murphy's. Order online for the big game this weekend. Save $3 off any large or family-sized pizza with promo code 610. And Shelter Insurance, an insurance company you can trust. Visit shelterinsurance.com to learn more. A lot of people are wondering, when are we going to talk to Bill Romanowski? That's not going to happen today. I can promise that. It'll be later this week if it happens at all. Based off of his comments last week, calling Patrick Mahomes a a crybaby, Cody already on the air claiming he's going to tell him he's a crybaby and Cody's ready for right. a, a throw a punch. He's ready for a punch. We will I'm have ready to take a punch. I don't really want to throw a punch. Well, I don't, yeah, that's not going to bode well for you. Either not, way, it's not going to bode well for you. The only problem is, is how much money can I get out of him if he fights me, knowing that <laughs> you know the IRS wants some of that dough? Yeah, um, not much. Not much right now with the way things are turning. So uh, Drew is working on Bill Romanowski at some point later on this week. We'll have some other guests, as I mentioned, stopping by. Uh, we know we'll have Clark Hunt coming up this week. I'm assuming we'll also get the mayor to stop by. Uh, we, we are efforting a few other special guests. And here's the great thing about Radio Row. This is the, the largest Radio Row they've had in multiple years. It's the most credentialed Radio Row, I believe, in NFL history based off of some of the reporting. And so you don't know who's going to show up. We already saw our friend of the show, Ross Tucker, earlier. He's going to join us on Wednesday. Uh, it was funny. Ross Tucker was like, basically, like, I'm kind of sick of seeing you guys. He was joking, uh, but like, he sees us here every sees us here every year now. He's used to it at this point in time. Good. I'm glad. I hope he I hope he stays used to it. It's not. We're not. I'm not tired of coming. Are you tired of coming to Radio Row and then going to Super Bowls and the Chiefs winning Super Bowls? Hey, look. The boss says, "Hey, I'm going to send you to Radio Row. No questions asked on our end. We're just going to say yes every single time." How much? Yeah, I guess that is. You know what? I'm going to address that. I have had a number of people on social media and on the text line say, "Hey." <laughs> guys, Cody and Gold, quick question. How did you guys get selected to go to to go to Radio Row? I will give you the behind the scenes. You ready? Our boss in like November? Does that sound right? Like late November? Yeah. Late November said, hey, if the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl, you guys are going. And then we said, cool. I asked no other questions. I'll just be honest with you. Yeah. I didn't say, hey, how did you come to said decision? I just said, cool, sounds good. And then we all joke like, I don't know, based on the way this team's playing, I'm not totally sure that that's a thing that's going to happen. And then they made it. And then I came, and then I asked no other questions. Yeah, they can, just said, you're going, and I said, okay. We can put that one to rest because we've, uh, we, we've been asked that uh, multiple times on that. Yeah, it's pretty simple. How long do we get a cry foul as Chiefs fans? Like, oh. so, from the, so I think for the longest time you could say, hey, you can't be tired of us yet. Look at the Chiefs' history of success. They hadn't won a Super Bowl since, like, the NFL was founded. They had – Bad quarterback after mediocre quarterback after 40-year-old great quarterback who was not the same as he wasn't. You know, like, 
you should feel pity for this organization. It took them a long time. Oh, They're winning too much now. That it's too ended. late, right? Yeah. When did that end? After Dude, the second Super Bowl? After or? the second Super Bowl appearance, okay. I would argue. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I think God, we're, way, we're way past that. The, the Chiefs are the most. We, we had the survey last week. The most hated team in the NFL right now, Chiefs. And it's, it's simple. It's the winning. It's what happens in any sport. You start winning. People get tired of you. When Mahomes win and won his first ring, the last time they played the 49ers, Everybody was rooting, I think, for Mahomes. Yeah. I think a lot of people oh, yeah, were for like, sure. oh, they're the fun story. This kid is incredible. The more you win, the more you're constantly on every primetime slot, not just talking on evening, uh, but basically what has become a primetime slot on CBS with Romo and Nance at the 335 or 325, I should say, uh, kickoff. People are going to get sick of you. And then you add in the stuff that I, I think is absurd that people get tired of, but it still adds to it. The Travis Kelsey factor with Taylor Swift and all that, that rubs – for whatever reason, some people the wrong way. So all of that together, yeah, of course people people are sick of you and, and hate you. Again, we've said it a hundred times. You have to embrace the hate yeah. at this point, and it's also not ending anytime soon. Patrick Mahomes is 28 years old. There was two mo- moments I assumed this show in particular would have paid attention to. One, Taylor Swift won album of the year for the fourth time, making her the only artist ever to do it, and announced a new album at the same time, which is a pretty bolder move, I'm not going to lie. Taking a Grammy and then being like, oh, by the way, April 19th, I'll have a new album. You're like, damn, that's a pretty good place to do it. And then I thought of you because of the Tracy Chapman, Luke Combs, fast car performance. I thought you were in a little bit of heaven. By the way, I don't don't listen to a lot of Luke Combs. I've obviously heard the version of that song because it's very popular right now. That was an excellent performance oh, yeah. at the Grammys last night. I time. saw the clip. I didn't watch really it. Good. I didn't watch it live. We were out no, uh, I saw during clip, yeah. during the Grammys when it was airing or whatever. But yeah, you you know that that song aired so much. But both are. I mean, of course, the original is the original. But it was it was it was very very good last night. And I saw once again that the Tracy Chapman version went up to number one. I think on yeah, like iTunes or whatever it may be. Uh, as it should. That should be the one. Like, I mean, they both have profited off it. It's not like he's only got, yeah. like, the way it's Covers happen, and sometimes they're really yeah. popular. Yeah, and that's why they ended up performing together. So that was really neat. Thinking of albums and songs, you know, you're talking about people releasing albums and all this. And just saying, Cody, it's been uh, uh, it's been a little bit, buddy. Yeah. It's been a little bit since uh, we've seen a, a new Cody Tapp single. Um, uh, never have had an album, really, but a single. Okay, so moment of honesty. I was working on one last week, but I could never get my voice well enough to perform it. Oh, um, okay. I had a Taylor song picked out. I was <laughs> good to go, um, but I just I couldn't get my voices. So my current plans involve. You don't think Taylor Swift ever had issues with her voice? Maybe she figured out a way to get it done. Well, she's a professional. She had people taking care of it. So I would like to do a post Super Bowl song if the Chiefs are able to win. Oh, so like a victory, a parade day song. Dynasty song on Valentine's Day. Well, I don't know if I get it done by Valentine's Day. That only gives me one day when we get back. You're not going to start working ahead? Oh, well, yeah, that's true. I guess I can start working ahead. Okay, maybe I can get it done by Valentine's Day now that I'm thinking about it. (laughs) Okay, I'll think about it. At least that's the case. Hey, you had mentioned earlier with the defense, and I think that this is a really fair point with them. The defense is being completely underlooked. They are not being valued the way that other defenses of the same ilk are being valued. And I, I knew that. Even by me, maybe. I knew that the second I saw this stat from NFL game day. The Chiefs have the fourth fewest points allowed per game in a postseason since the year 2000, which, by the way, I pretty much consider better offensive football starting around then, right? This is in the 80s and the 90s. I'm not looking for what the 85 Bears did in the postseason, different brand of football. The Baltimore Ravens in 2000 allowed 5.8 points per game. The Bucks in 2002, 12.3. The Seahawks in 2013, 13.3. And this Chiefs team, 
I'm going to be very clear. The way we talk about those defenses, the way we used to talk about those defenses, is these were all-time great defenses in Super Bowl eras carrying their team to Super Bowl victories. And the Chiefs do not get talked about that way. And I know it's because of Mahomes, okay? Yes. I know know it's because Patrick Mahomes existed. But the defense is just as responsible for the first time ever as as them winning. If they win a Super Bowl, it will be equally as responsible for that result as Patrick Mahomes. My guess, what you just said there, my guess is if if they win the Super Bowl, I wonder if there will be more conversation outside of Kansas City about where this defense racks up. Uh, it stacks up, I should say, in NFL history. I think it, it probably takes that for them to get the, the credit outside of KC that they deserve. You mentioned those stats. We talked at one point about them. They're the first defense that's held opponents to uh, 28 points or less in all 20 games. No, it's never been done in NFL history. We mentioned the teams that had done it 19 games. They all won the yep. Super Bowl, the four, four teams that all won the Super Bowl. So you're right. We, we view the 2000 Ravens defense differently than this defense. Forever, there's other differences, no doubt, but a lot of it is simply number 15. When, even, even if this offense is down, Mahomes doesn't make mistakes in the postseason. He still makes the crazy throws. He's the best player in football. So naturally, if I tell you any year that the Chiefs win a Super Bowl and he's the quarterback, people are always going to look back and say, oh, well, yeah, pa- Patrick Mahomes. But I, I I'm do, not saying I, he I doesn't think, deserve equal credit. He does. I, I think there will be credit given more if the Chiefs finish the job, if the Chiefs complete the task, and it's a low-scoring Super Bowl, which I think it will be, by the way. If it's a low-scoring Super Bowl and the Chiefs win the game and the defense you know, you know, forces turnover or continues to shut down number one wide receiver, let's say they shut down Brandon Ayuk, who's their number one, like they've done for all number ones, Legereus in particular. If that, if that happens again and it leads to a victory, and it's not a high-scoring 35, 34, you know, whatever shootout like the Eagles game last yeah. year, then I think the defense will get more of the credit uh, ultimately. And I don't, I don't know. like Not just for this team. Yeah. I mean, mention them with those names. Yeah. Mention them with the 2000 Ravens. Mention them with the 2002 Bucks. Give them the credit historically they deserve. Forget on this team. Take Mahomes out of it for a minute. They deserve to be amongst those defenses and credit amongst those defenses for what they've done and what they've accomplished. This is an even more offensive era, by the way, than 2000 and 2002. It's more than like the 80s and 90s. But, I mean, being able to do that consistently. And, I, you know, like, we'll see what happens in the Super Bowl. You're right. you got to complete it in order to get the credit. But right now they faced the third, fourth, and sixth highest scoring offenses in the NFL. In the playoff run, this is the second highest scoring. So if oh, they yeah, go through averaging 14 points per game through four games against the second, third, fourth, and sixth ranked offenses in the NFL this season, they belong in the pantheon amongst those teams and the way you spoke. You know, I don't care if you want to mention the – 2015 Broncos defense. The way we speak right. about those defenses, they deserve to be in that grouping. Not just like one of these, which makes them like borderline an all-time great team. If this was a normal offense, my God, now in retrospect, if the Chiefs had been the normal level of offense as they typically are, this would have ended up being one of the most dominant teams in NFL history. It's too bad they didn't line up at the same time. Well, Otherwise, we'd have been it, talking it, about completely different it, It's too bad it didn't line up, but also, like, again, how fortunate, how fortunate that in a year where the offense struggled, they end up having yeah. the best defense in the Mahomes era. And I still think, 
you know, other are going way back, it, it has a case to be made as the best defense in Chiefs history. I, I know there's some pushback from some going back to the 70s and maybe even a few of the 90s defenses. Uh, but considering today's day and age of the NFL, how all the rules are skewed towards helping the offense, and it's an offensive league, I, I think that makes what they're doing in a historical context this year sure. more impressive than even when it was going on in 2000. Um, but the 15 Broncos team you referenced, that was a historically great defense. We all acknowledge that. It's even more highlighted because their offense was just abysmal. Yeah, Manning oh, was a quarterback, was bad, yeah. but he so was, bad. He not, was any, not anywhere near what the offense is in Kansas City this year. I know, we're, we, you know there's been plenty of talk, but that, that was a bad, bad offense. The Chiefs' offense has been disappointing. They've been average. Just not a bad, bad offense. And, and so that's also why 15 is viewed differently. So, yes, the Chiefs' defense probably is never going to get, if you want to know the answer, never going to get really the full deserve love nationally and historically. Uh, they got a chance, though, to make another statement even if the other two haven't been good enough this postseason against Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Now they get to do it. It's not against Brock Purdy as much. They get to do it against Debo Samuel, Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk, McCaffrey. McCaffrey, and Kittle. If they're able to hold them in check, and again, if it ends up being a lower-scoring game or the defense is why they win, I mean, we've already praised Steve Spagnuolo enough, but my goodness, you'll, you'll continue being able to do that as well. There's no question about that. We'll get to the trash of the day here in about five minutes or so as we're broadcasting live from Radio Row and our big game coverage is brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Big game coverage. Uh, proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at ChiefsChecking.com. Vern was out at Kauffman Stadium on Saturday. Maybe some of you had a chance to go out there. I heard it was a fantastic event. All kinds of autograph opportunities. Vinny was there the entire day. Vern had a chance to catch up with numerous players. Hopefully you caught the broadcast uh, as I did for a little bit on Saturday morning on 610 as boy baseball season is right around the corner. And, and Vern had a chance to catch up with J.J. Piccolo, the general manager, executive vice president of the Kansas City Royals. And he asked J.J. about Bobby Wood Jr., how are extension talks going, and would they have those talks when the season starts? The, the main focus here is that Bobby needs to be able to play the game. And if, if these discussions go into the season, that, I don't think that's going to be a healthy thing for Bobby. Um, so we're going to have to figure out at what point, if something's not figured out, at what point are we going to end discussions, table them until next year? You know, he is still, it's year two, end of year two, so we got time to yep. extend him. You know, we think this is the ideal time to try to get it done. You know, hopefully those discussions, which have been going good. I mean, it's it's open dialogue, so it's not like they we've put them off to the side. There's regular communication, so that's healthy. Uh, where where we feel great is that we think it's very clear that Bobby wants to be a royal. Mm-hmm. You know, he hasn't asked for an amount of money that would tell us uh, I'm going year to year and I'm going somewhere yeah, else. Right. You know, there's open discussion. So when he says he wants to be in Kansas City, it's sincere. Our interest is sincere. But to answer your question directly, there needs to be a point where, okay, it's either happening or it's not happening yeah. this year, and then we table it. So that gives you some insight. This has to get done before the season. Otherwise, uh, the conversations between the agent and, and the Royals not going to happen until the offseason. I do love hearing, though, that the oh, talks yeah. are happening. It sounds like there's – I don't know if I want to call it momentum, but it's positive and – 
hearing that it's not like Bobby Wood Jr. is asking for a price. It's so insane that you know he's just he knows you can't meet it, and so he just wants to play somewhere else. That's not happening. It's going to be a huge contract. It's by far going to be the richest contract in Royals history, which we've we've gone over the history of that. It's not. It doesn't take much to uh, to get. They don't to even have a hundred million dollar yeah. contract in their um, history. And now. here we're talking well north of two hundred million dollars. Something that would have to happen to get it done with Bobby Wood Jr. I think this offseason was so important. We we mentioned this back before the Royals were aggressive the way they have been. Uh, in payroll for this upcoming season, and that is you have to prove to Bobby Wood Jr. that you're willing to spend money around him. It's 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 much as it is like, hey, meeting the dollar amount, you have to sell him on your vision. It's not Correct. just as simple as, hey, hey, just pony up as much money and keep him. If you're Bobby Wood Jr., you, you have to believe that you can win here. Ultimately, he's a competitor. He wants to win baseball games. And so as much as we all would like a huge check, and he's going to get that no matter what. Yeah, he is. Um, you want to be somewhere you know that they're going to spend some money to surround you with talent. And I know it's one off season, but it's a good start. And I, I think it's a positive reason why uh, maybe talks are going well. Am I telling you that I think it's going to happen before the start of the baseball season? I, I still think it's probably a coin flip whether or not they get the deal done before opening day. But, boy, could you imagine? You want to talk about the momentum from a – Heck, let's not kid ourselves. The stadium stuff that's going on. Also, just the excitement I feel already around that team. If all of a sudden Bobby Wood Jr. got locked up long-term, would be incredible. They should announce it. I've decided. The perfect time to announce a deal is Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. On the parade? That so, would be a terrible, whoa, hold on. terrible. Hold on. Oh, wait, you know what? No, because either you're doing it on parade day. No. Continue, Thursday? Either continue Cody. the momentum or they lose and we get good news somewhere else. You don't. Next week. You don't want to waste a historical day for your franchise on a day that's overshadowed by the Chiefs. No, no, no. If if you told me to get a deal done, you want to wait till the Super Bowl and the parade is over and the following, like, Monday. Oh, you think the next week. Yeah, you you want to have a chance to get all the light. It is more important than ever to do this kind of deal as a franchise for all the reasons you mentioned, the, the stadium included. But because right now in this town... One team has all the momentum. We're sitting here on Radio Row. We're in Vegas. The Chiefs are getting ready to play in the Super Bowl in a few days on Sunday. It is hard. It is going to be hard to get some of those fans back when they know every year they can tune into Chiefs football and watch the best team in football with the best quarterback in football go do their thing. You want them to spend their dollars on you. You want them to feel committed. Bobby Wood Jr. in that same press in, – in, at a fan fest – or I'm sorry – the Royals You're rally. Good. Sorry, they, they used call to call it the Royals, fast, rally, Royals rally. Yeah. So at the Royals rally, he talked about how Mahomes is in. You know, like he idolizes him, and he's a he's a mentor in a weird way, right? Where he sends him texts and says he sees the work he's putting in and sees his talent and all of those things. You want Bobby Wood Jr. to feel the way Mahomes feels in this town, which is, I can with this team accomplish yes. anything in this city. It helps Bobby Wood Jr. to see the support that this team can get. And, hell, you don't have to go that far back. I know it's been almost a decade now, but you could see what this town does when this baseball team is competitive. The whole month of October, man, that whole month of October, day after day, the energy around the city because of the Royals was incredible. I mean, yes. And, and yeah, I mean, we've, look, we've, we've talked to Vinny on and off the air, Michael Massey on and off the air about it. And, and at one point they asked, like, do you think the support would be the same for us if we yes. got to a point? And we were absolutely, because we've seen it. Because we've absolutely seen that. Heck, who was it? Was it Michael Waka or was it one of the other veteran signings they had? Almost this. every single one of them says that they met with or talked to Hosmer and Kane. Yeah, and they, and they mentioned, they mentioned yeah. they've seen, like they rec- they saw what 20, and you're right, it's been almost a decade, but they saw what that atmosphere, that stadium was like. So they know it can. They they know what the support would be. Got to give people a reason to want to go to the ballpark in August still and not be done in, in May. That's also why just 
getting a start in April that's not abysmal is so massive for them. I do think that you would um, – you are going to regret not yeah. getting it done this offseason if you don't get it done. That number is only, only going to go up. You are going to regret not getting it done. This to me is like don't get tight with the figures. If you're apart $5 million – Get closer to his than to yours because his number, like, and maybe this is just how I feel about Bobby Wood Jr. His number's only going up. It's not going down. It's not saying the same. It's only going up. If he puts together a 40-40 season this year, God forbid, another 30-30, you got problems. He's already one of the 10 best players in baseball based on talent and, hell, numbers he's putting up. Not just, this isn't the Mondesi thing where right. he's one of the most talented players in baseball. He's putting up numbers like Mookie Betts. So... Get him locked in now. Get that. Get your future secured, and sign one of the most talented players in your baseball's history. Because I'll also tell you, if you're worried about like, oh no, what we do? If he keeps putting up these numbers, if for some reason you decided one day that contract's not worth it, don't you worry about that. The Dodgers were happy to take Mookie Betts off of the Red Sox hands. And you should never I be also, thinking that way. But you're fine. I also think Bobby Wood Jr. is only going to get better too. That's so that's do what's I. Crazy. He's so he's still young enough that I don't think we've seen full. Bobby Wood Jr. peak level yet. Uh, he's, he's too young for that, and, and the way he continues to trend. I mean, he, he has a chance to do some He has a chance to be one of the five best players. He has a chance to do some historical things. He's already done some of that, but, I mean, he, he can do that. And so I don't think if they don't get it done this year it means it's never getting done. I don't, I don't think that. But to your point, I the, think the you'll dollar, amount, from a dollar. dollar amount goes up. I mean, he's, what, only two years into this. I mean, is, is, yeah, two years yeah. into, uh, you know, the, they have plenty of team control. But you're right, the price gets trickier. Uh, and so we'll see. We'll talk more about that, uh, of course, post-football season uh, with Vern. But appreciate Vern. You did a great job out at Royals Rally. If you missed any of his interviews, they're up on 610sports.com. We're here on Radio Row, brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Info at thefarmersdog.com slash no magic. Let's get to the trash of the day. Trash of the day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand things off this time. Normally yeah, I don't. I'm I said gonna, I would like trash of the day I, today. I'm going to hand this off to Cody because it has to do with something that only he witnessed. But while we were here in Vegas last night. So I told you I was waiting on security. Uh, the guy who's being kind of rude to me about having to pick up a package, there's nothing I can do about it. Even better than that, while I was waiting for security, I had a very uncomfortable moment, <laughs> and I feel like this qualifies as trash of the day. I was standing next to a very just a single elevator that obviously took you to a certain part of the hotel, and I was waiting there by the security door waiting for this guy to show back up, in which a family of six Stands by the elevator. A family of six in Vegas. immediately starts yelling at each other. First, the mom seems huffy right away. She gets kind of mad. She says a snippy thing and then moves on, gets on the elevator, and says, well, I got to go up there and get it anyway. I'm like, okay, now I'm dialed in. All right, I'm locked into this conversation. Now immediately (laughs) interested. When she goes up, the daughter looks at her dad and said, I am not going to do those things just because it makes mom happy. She can go herself and i'm like (laughs) what what is happening here and i just want to remind you no one else is in the area they're just having this very private family conversation directly in front of me i'm like y'all gotta take this somewhere private he's like you know that she's mad about that thing last year and when bobby did this and i'm like okay i don't think i need to know any of this the trash is don't fight in public with your family take that to the hotel room or somewhere else preferably but sometimes you know what sometimes you can't help it sometimes you know everybody everybody has their moment or whatever and they probably thought you worked at the hotel. You were standing next to the security office, and just, you're just, just standing, you're standing there. You probably looked like you work. You were, you probably looked official, like you were at the hotel or something, security office. And that's probably why they were willing to do it. At some point, also, 
People don't care. Like they were, they were, they were in a private hallway, about to go on an elevator. They they didn't think there was anybody else around. I'll so be honest. There's at least two of them seem like I, they've been drinking a bit. So that well, probably we're in Las Vegas. Loosens uh, up the uh, let's fight in public part. We're we're in Vegas, so that that would be probably accurate. Like everybody, six people, six family members going together on a trip to Vegas or anywhere. There's going to be a blow up at some point. I don't know how many people you guys have traveled with before, but our family we have a total of five, and, and at some point. There comes a time on vacation where one of you gets mad at the other or you're mad at a parent and you storm off. And I can't, to my knowledge, I, of course, we frighten I'm in the moment, so I don't think I realize it. But I don't know if other people have been like, wow, that family's getting mad at themselves. We, we try to keep it, I guess, private. But, I mean, if well, something, of course. something happens, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's you're reacting on the spot more than you are thinking of where I'm you're I'm just going to say I don't think the family vacation was going great. I don't know. It, 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 it didn't was, sound like it. It was not off to a good start. Yeah, you should have. You, someone pointed out the text line, 913-586-7610. You should have pulled out the phone a little bit. And Recorded got a little strangers audio. Well, just got a little audio for us. A little oh. audio for us. It's all, a lot of people okay. agreeing that they think maybe you they thought you worked there. They said you're wearing a mechanic T-shirt. Uh, he didn't wear that shirt. That's what I was wearing yesterday. He, he wasn't wearing it yesterday. Today, it's got a little, it's a little mechanic. It's, it's all the same color. It's a little mechanic-y shirt. I guess. Yeah. If you would have recorded them, you wouldn't have had to worry about Bill Romanowski. You might have had to worry about whoever... If they're already there. drunk and fighting with Talking each other and they catch me recording them, what's going to stop them from, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. fighting? Well, that's, come after you. that's great content. That would be great. I would don't be. want strangers at the hotel you to did, fight You me. just said you're good with Romanowski <laughs> punching you. That would have been specifically him, not this whole family. Oh, you thought the whole family would go after you? You didn't want to get Dude, jumped. You were by the security office. You're good. Nothing's security good. would help you out. I'm Nothing's sure. going to unite them since more you, than a common enemy. The second I reveal myself as the common enemy, their anger and viscera as a unit – yeah, goes to me, and the security guy, it was just a closed door. No, no. Wow, you also there. ticked off the security. I was guy. gonna. I, I knew what you were saying because earlier when we were talking All I about asked for a package, I didn't ask for anything. Cody was willing to tip the bathroom <laughs> attendant, but he didn't want to pay the the money for the guy that handled the uh, the shipping process for us. <laughs> he went to the back room to pick up a box. I didn't think he needed eleven dollars for it. That's all. Uh, Must be company policy. When I went to Vegas, there was eight of us. And for my 21st birthday, and the only like kind of fight we had was my grandma and grandpa got lost, and my mom was worried, so she kind of freaked <laughs> out. And we're like, oh, "Mom, man. calm down." They were missing for three and a half hours, and they didn't take their cell phones with them. So it's a long time. Yep, it was it was quite quite frantic for my mother. Yeah. How yeah. old were they? Uh, they are well. My grandpa was. I think they were 87. Okay, yeah, that's, wow. that's three and a half hours a long time for They got that's on the wrong scary. bus yeah. and went the wrong way, oh. and so yeah, they started walking. That's a little frightening. JT, back in, in our studio running the show for us. Appreciate that. You guys can interact with us all week long, as always, on the text line, 913-586-7610. We're also streaming live, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook as well. We're keeping an eye on those comments. And some of you are thinking about the big game, of course, on Sunday and what the spread's going to look like. Don't forget our friends over at Jefferson. Their locations in North Kansas City and Lenexa. 15% off online orders for carryout in delivery with promo code 610sports. Limit one per customer on 40 or minimum $40 minimum orders. Appreciate them as well. Up next, we get to the Chiefs Red Half Hour as we continue broadcasting live from Radio Row. What about the future contracts and prospects for Chris Jones, Legereus Sneed, and others to come back to Kansas City? You want to hear what our friends over at SpotTrack had to say to Carrington on Friday. That's coming up next right here on the Chiefs Red Half Hour. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold. Every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Back here live on Radio Row in Vegas. Thanks to our friends at Papa Murphy's. Order online for the big game this weekend. Save $3 off any large or family-sized pizza with promo code 610 and by Shelter Insurance, an insurance company you can trust. With Visit uh, shelterinsurance.com to learn more. Alex Gold, Cody Tapter, Nixon with you. Day number one, Radio Row coverage. A little more energy in here than there was a couple hours ago starting to fill up. Again, the craziness really begins on Wednesday or so. But tonight, opening night. I'll be checking our social media channels this evening. Even though we'll be off the air, we'll be doing some content on there tonight, opening night, where everybody's available. I mean, we're talking about coordinators, general managers, players, all of you that. You can get, like, the fourth member of the training staff if you on want. if you want. If, if you want. And Let's we, do that. Let's only get training <laughs> staff members. And Travis Kelsey, uh, just the scene around him tonight is going to be absolutely nuts. nuts. Just, I mean, just nuts. And how many people are going to be – dressed up, uh, you know, in support of Kelsey that are just Taylor Swift fans because it's open to the public tonight. Like, the, 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 the floor level, of course, is media only, but the stands, fans can get in tonight, and I, I, I can't wait to see what the turnout is like for that compared to some of these other opening nights because, one, it's Vegas, and, two, the Travis Kelsey slash Taylor Swift effect that is, uh, that is going on as well. Looking ahead to the future, though, a, a little bit, Mike Gennetti of Track was on with Carrington on Friday, and I caught some of that conversation because you look ahead and some questions that are going to have to be answered and what do some of these deals look like, specifically for Jerry Sneed, who has had an all-pro type season even though he wasn't an all-pro. He was a snub. The team Although, has taken that yeah, personally. That, which is great for the Chiefs sure. and for Chiefs fans. And so he's going to get a nice payday. And he, to me, and you and I think both agree on this, that he has to be the number one priority this offseason. Given his skill set, here's what Mike Janetti had to say about Legereus Sneed, his value to the Chiefs, and what could that contract look like. Sneed's aged. He's probably a more valuable keep at this point in time. His, his franchise tag is around that $19 million mark. So we're talking closer to the value. Chris Jones on $33 million plus. That's a really tough way to operate in March with your salary cap, even if he's certainly tag and tradable right now. So I think I'm franchise tagging Legereus Need, trying to work something out that makes sense for everybody, and I'm just hammering out some kind of near top of the market contract for Chris Jones. But these are two of your preeminent players. So you've got to you've got to prioritize keeping these guys around at least for the first couple of weeks of March, and then if you have to operate with the trade, there'll be teams in on that. And that's the difference between Snead and Jones here. A, fra- a franchise tag is. Fairly realistic on the price tag. What do you say? Nineteen million dollars for Snead. Pretty realistic on what you're he not, would get you're, a year anyway. You're, you're not. You're not talking about that with Chris Jones, and we know that the dollar amount could be thirty-two to thirty-three million dollars. So, in particular, if you're looking at Legarius Snead, his age, as he pointed out there, 
that's the guy that should be the, the more uh, valuable piece long-term for you based off of financial costs, right? Chris Jones, everybody would like him back next year, but at $33 million, that's going to hinder you from keeping Snead. It's going to hinder you from maybe finding a left tackle. I mean, there's a lot of things that it prevents you from doing. So Snead is the guy to me. You, you tie him together with McDuffie at least, at minimum for one more year. You tag him, and at least you get one more year out of them. I think that doing that out of Chris Jones, because, look, of course, in retrospect, I was dead wrong. I had said before the season, if you knew you weren't getting a long-term deal done with Chris Jones, bolt, strengthen yourself in a different area. You should have made that trade before the season. But now, one more season of Chris Jones might buy you one more Super Bowl. Not him alone, but keeping the unit together. And that's where I will end up landing on Snead, which is, even if it's only for one year, it's worth it. Because McDuffie and Snead and Williams and Watson, one more time, putting the band back together in the defensive backfield, once again makes them the best defensive backfield in football, which is what they've been. We we just Earlier I asked you, where does the defense individually rank? But if we just like microdosed and we said, all right, each unit or person is their own thing of most important reason why the Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl. The secondary is the most important reason on the defense why. Even more than a pass rush to finish second in the NFL, in my opinion, because they're the best unit in football. They're shutting down number one wide receiver after number one wide receiver. And think about how important that's been come postseason time. Sneed, to me, is now a no-doubt tag. Like, no-doubt tag. Definitely try to get a long-term deal done, but no-doubt tag it. Yeah, I think the, the complicated part, though, is going to be without Charles and Minihue for, what, the first month or two next season, probably? The ACL? And yeah. so does that change yeah. how, how you guys would view where you got to spend money on the defensive line. Defensive line and what you're willing to pay Chris Jones. For me, I, I still think Snead is the priority, but next year you're, you're like, you, you can't go into next season without either spending your top pick on a defensive lineman again or signing someone. And, and look, I know Felix Anudike Uzama is going to have to come into play here next season. He's going to have to play. But even if Felix was playing this year and he was like a two-and-a-half sack guy, which he's not, Next year, you're going to have to still bring in someone, even if that was happening, because of the many who lost and if you lose Chris Jones. What does the Chris Jones contract look like? That was something that Mike Janetti talked about as well. Yeah, it starts at four for 120. You know, we're, we're getting them back to that $30 million mark. Nick Bosa's contract has only pushed things for, further, so I, I think we're going to be at four, four years at $32 million per year. Two years fully guaranteed, and that third year vests with some with some 2025 incentives. But it's uh it's going to be big, it's going to be huge, and uh, whoever gets them is going to get two really strong years of a defensive interior lineman. Four for 120. I mean, I just don't think you can do that, man. I just what were uh, they were offering like a year less than that? It was it was like three for 90. So I mean, the yeah. the, the amount per year is not off. But if you remember, that was a hang up in the deal the last time. He wanted more guaranteed, which meant. More years on the contract. I love Chris Jones. I think he's one of the best defensive players in football. He can be a Hall of Famer. He was the best interior defensive lineman this year. But I also watched him be motivated strictly by money. Once he has the money and he's over 30, you're taking a risk. I watched him play the single greatest game of his life when he had a million dollars on the line. And he had a million dollars on the line in the last one. He's pretty damn good in that one. He's got another million dollars on the line. Yeah, in how this about game. an incentive only contract next year, Chris? Uh, it's just it's just millions of dollars we'll every you, week. We'll give you five million dollars per sack, <laughs> capped at thirty five million dollars per year. You know, not five. I, got I guess you. a little bit. Well, you know, whatever well, the math adds you. up to. I, yeah. If you get fifteen sacks, you get thirty five million a year. You know, whatever the math needs to be on that, I'm in. It's the age thing more than anything. Like that. That's I mean the dollar amount, of course, but. 
this organization typically, unless you're an in-house guy, which Chris Jones is, typically they're not willing to give the big multi-year deals to guys across 30. The exception has been Travis Kelsey, and they still aren't really paying him much in the grand scheme of things. And that's about it, right? I mean, that, it'll be Mahomes, of course. you know, But, that, but sure. that's, they don't do that normally, even for guys in-house. And so Chris never Jones has been that incredible. And Kelsey, I guess. And, like, Mike Dana is going to be a, a free agent. Many who's out for a couple weeks. Like They're, they're going to have to do some work on the defensive line. But hearing the dollar amounts, LeJarrius Sneed, you have some more options there because the franchise tag is in play, even if you can't work out a long-term deal. But by every – heck, we've had Nate Taylor from The Athletic on, and he'll join us later this week. He'll be out in Vegas all week as well. And we asked him, and he's heard that it, it truly sounds genuine that LeJarrius Sneed does want to be – in Kansas City, he wants to find it's a great fit for him. He knows his skill set works with Spags. Spags isn't leaving anytime soon, you know. So there, there's some security there. I think you know, a team that that did draft you when you're a later pick holds a little more weight, maybe for someone too. Not that he's going to take a hometown discount, but I think he might be willing to work with you a little bit more on, on something. And you just have the ability, if you can't get a deal done right away, you can slap the tag on him. That buys you to what July to negotiate a long-term deal and gives you some flexibility versus Chris Jones. Like, do I think suddenly after a whole offseason and not agreeing to terms that now that he's a year older, had less sacks, that they're suddenly going to be like, you know what, now we're willing to actually meet no, your price. I just, I just don't. Well, of course, somebody's – look, if you're if you're a team that's on the – you know, is on the on the rise, like Houston or somebody else, and, and you've got, and you've got CJ Stroud on a rookie contract, you, you can get by with paying a defensive lineman $33 million or whatever because – you're paying peanuts in this day and age to a quarterback compared to the Chiefs are going to be paying, you know, what, $47 million a year on the cap hit. He gets to keep showing off for potential suitors because he has been really good again in this postseason run. I know – and he's vitally important for this game. I mean, what do you – I mean, I understand that the secondary is where they are better than anybody in the league. But they've been the second straight year, second in the NFL in sex. Do I think Chris Jones has nothing to do with that? He has everything to do with that. He's the leader of that defense, especially on the defensive line. All the pressure starts with him. All the choke point, all the ability to send blitzers. Like, like let's say that stat earlier in the year. The Chiefs have had more free rushers, as in unblocked defenders, at the quarterback than anyone else in the NFL. Spags deserves a lot of credit for that. Great at designing him. You know why he can design him? He can design him around Chris Jones. You know someone's going to double-team him. And he gets a free man right to the quarterback because, well, Chris Jones is double-teamed again. So here we go. I think that so much of that is going to play a factor in how they kind of decide this moving forward that, you know, he's going to get himself paid. He's such an important player for this game. I can't, like, I think uh, the nerves for you and I, like, typically for a Super Bowl week, start talking about Wednesday or Thursday. But I think once we go to opening night tonight, we'll probably start being like, okay, it's real again. There's Chris Jones. He's sitting at a podium. And I, I think maybe tonight that might be the one person we try to get the podium. Chris Jones, after they won the first Super Bowl, came on our show the week after, and he straight LeBroned it, as we mentioned. He said, I mean, he didn't say this exact one, but he, he pretty much said, not one, not two, not three. He said, we're going to keep winning him. He has a chance to back that up in the biggest possible way, in which he would have been with and taken this team and helped this team to three Super Bowl wins. Like, he said those things when they had won one. To get out of Kansas City with three, even if this is his last game, I mean, he, he can hold his head high. He's not going to have any complaints about it. No, th- this particular season has worked out for everybody. I mean, he he ended up getting closer to his incentives uh, than, than some people thought he would based off of uh, where he was trending for a while. I still think you have to step away at the end of this season if you're Chris Jones and 
and take a hard look at, you know, do you, do you have the right people representing you? Now I'll point out for all the criticism that the Katz brothers get, they did negotiate his deal before, the one that everybody praised, right, the, yeah. the prior deal. So it's not like, oh, my gosh, they're just not capable of doing it. But uh, the way that went down in, in terms of having to have incentives to even get close to what you were making already, it, it didn't work. Let's be honest. The Chiefs called the bluff, and no matter where you stood on it, like the, the Chiefs did win that. Like you, you, you want great players long term, but the Chiefs won that. They, Chiefs they made, saved money. They ended up in the Super Bowl. Got a great player, saved money. Saved money. They got to they gotta go to the Super Bowl still. It cost them week one against Detroit. But other than that, no harm. <laughs> like a- After all that, and if anything, it, it hurt how some people perceived Chris Jones. I still think, unfortunately, that image of him in the suite on, on that Thursday night game is, is a lasting image for a lot of people. But also, look, if they win the Super Bowl. I won't care. People aren't going to care. You know, if they win the Super Bowl, he's going to be a Hall of Famer because he'll have three rings and part of a dynasty. I know that everybody doesn't subscribe to this philosophy, but my general philosophy on this is if you win the Super Bowl, I am willing to personally forgive any of the screw-ups. I don't care about Tony's drop against the Lions. I don't care about the Chris Jones ugliness. I don't care about any of it. Win the Super Bowl, and you get a clean slate from me. Maybe not from everyone, but you get a clean slate from me. I got no complaints. Everything worked. Maybe it didn't work the way you wanted it in some areas, but we're good. We're good. I'm fine. I agree with you on Chris Jones. I think for Tony, there's a difference. Like I agree that the to me the Tony trade, I have no problem with it because he helped you win a Super Bowl last year. This year, the offsides call uh, someone that to me should not be active in the Super Bowl. If he was suddenly active and and had a big conversion, like it doesn't change my feeling about how he shouldn't be involved in this team next year. You know, like, but I, I hear you. Like, the, the trade that they made for, for Kadarius Tony, I actually don't think it was terrible the way some people do because of his success in, in the Super Bowl. But everything that's happened this year, I just don't think, I don't think he'll be given the opportunity to be active anyway. But, like, that, that doesn't change anything, even if he had a big catch in the Super Bowl, uh, based on some of this stuff this year. Because it's not just the on the field, it's the off the field stuff. Like, now it's gotten a little more of a distraction type oh, of situation. Oh, yeah, did you see? He said he so, said it was AI. AI's out to get him. So he had the Instagram Live, we know, a, couple, a week or so ago, right before the AFC title game. Um, I guess it was a week ago, before the AFC title game. And, you know, he alleged that he wasn't actually injured. Andy Reid was asked about it, said he's been dealing with a hip thing. And, look, they were trying to still, I think we all agree, kind of cover for Tony that, hey, we, yeah, we, we, we know you weren't really hurt, man. Like, we're trying not, we're trying not to we're embarrass you. We're trying to make you look better. Yeah, we're trying not to embarrass you. Well, the latest is he, he's claiming the audio is altered from that. He, he's, he's saying that hmm. the video that went viral last week, that that wasn't really him. It was okay, altered. I'll admit. So, so now that's the thing with AI, which can be dangerous, by the way, because there is stuff that people can manipulate. We're now, is that going to be the <laughs> new excuse? Like, the new I got hacked? Like, the new I got my Twitter hacked is going to be, oh, like, Cody didn't say that thing on the air last week. That was somebody else. That, they altered his voice. Is that what we're going to do now? Okay, so I've seen doctored video of both Andy Reid oh, and Patrick that, Mahomes yeah, saying things It's very obvious. Mahomes. They also, the AI doesn't know how to say Kadarius um, properly in those videos. They call, why they call did it take Kadarius. him a week to claim that? And literally nobody else is claiming that it's fake. Because it's not fake. That's um. Anytime I say anything stupid on this show, by the Do way, you, I would like to claim it's AI. Right. AI, by the way, there's more than enough audio of me for AI to copy my voice. Am I supposed to also believe that somebody spent the time to doctor the audio for Canaries? What's he got, like, 14 yards like, a season? That's a yeah, lot of work. I get it. He's already made more money than any of us will. But still, do I do yeah. I do I think there are people spending their time wasting it on Canaries Tony from uh, altering his audio? No, no, I do not. Not at all. What took him so long to get the? Like, was he waiting for the evidence? 
going back on the tape? Know. I mean, look, the NFL, if he, if, he, if he really believes that, then let the Chiefs of the NFL investigate, and we'll find out what the findings are. But I don't, I don't believe, do you, at all? No. Text line says, AI is the new, oh, my friend had my phone. Yeah. That happened. Like, there are cases where AI is going to be I a got hacked problem. But and, you know, like you said, all this stuff that would be like, no, it wasn't me searching. It's always like people like searching things they shouldn't search. Like someone, you text, know, someone text somebody got the old private tab and didn't realize they were going public with it. Like, I got hacked. Yeah. I don't look at any of that stuff. You're like, mm, okay. Yeah. You're better off just admitting it. Somebody else says that makes sense for the Tony video being AI. You did not see him in the video. It was blacked out. That was how. That's how all like most of his videos are. The one he did with the Giants last year or two years ago. That was also like an all blacked out interaction. That's that's how it is. Someone says a lot of tech companies in San Francisco, it's possible. Well, that would be the lamest distraction to put on this team ever. <laughs> oh, no. Kadarius Tony, an unimportant player for the success of this team this year, may have said he wasn't injured. And then they took him, by the way, they took him off the injury report right off of that. That makes it even more likely oh, the video was real. Oh, so the, the Chiefs waited to take him off the injury report until after he said he wasn't injured. The problem with the theory that, let's, I'll, I'll play along, the Let's say it's true that it was doctored. But it was AI? Let's say that it was San Francisco. Guys, the video was doctored before the AFC title game if it was doctored. The Niners didn't even know they were playing the Chiefs yet. So San Francisco, the city, didn't even know they were playing Kansas City. That makes no sense. The, vi- the video came out before they even played the Ravens. Working ahead, man. Come it's on, probably now. the Patriots again. Uh, they're the team that's always good. They just, they're jealous. Well, if they is... want to stop dynasty runs and this talk around Mahomes. It was actually not 49ers fans. You got the wrong team. It, deep conspiracy, Patriots fans over their sensitivity over Tom Brady. Bill Belichick did this. The only way I'll believe that Kadarius Tony's audio was hacked by AI is if Bill <laughs> Belichick personally paid someone to do it. That's the only way in which I'm going to actually believe this. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't buy it one bit. Um, it's, it's fun, it's fun fodder and everything, but uh, look, he's uh, just come up with a new excuse. Is how I view it. Yes, that's all it is. If he thinks that, like five people believe him, it's worth it. Yeah. We just don't count us as two. And that's not to say, like, that there are problems with AI. I mean, we, heck, we saw the whole Taylor Swift thing, like, a week or so ago, which is scary. You know, where, where for celebrities, I think it's yeah. a true celebrity, not Kadarius Tony. We're talking about, like, the most famous. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> well, it's just the truth. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Taylor Swift's on a different planet. She is. Than most people, and, and that applies to Kadarius Tony as well. People were doctoring photos of her. That's way, you know, that, that's a serious thing. By the way, if you'd like a new career in AI, Either working for Bill <laughs> Belichick in this situation. Let me recommend my friends at Centric Training. That's right. That's right. In little as four months. Centric. In little as four months, you can find a great program and, and be in a new career. You'd be working for Bill and the Patriots in no time. That's right. Honestly, there's – by the way, not just for, like, the bad stuff. This is why they need people in AI. They need people working on the opposite end of this stuff to prevent these things and, from happening. And cybersecurity, you know? You know? People are yeah, hacking people. Go. Exactly. Both. Our big game coverage brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union, proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at ChiefsChecking.com. Up next, though, we'll get you caught up on what's trending as we uh, approach the noon hour in Kansas City. We'll also get back to the quest that the Chiefs are trying to complete on Sunday. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 